The following is a sermon from Christ Memorial Church. We are a multi-site church in the St. Louis area. We are compelled by two words, loved and sent. We believe everyone is loved deeply by God through His Son, Jesus Christ, and everyone is sent with great purpose wherever they go. You can find out more about us at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Enjoy the following sermon. I want you to think about a 1,000-mile a hike. If you have that in front of you and you think, how do I, how do I even begin a 1,000-mile hike? The short answer is, with one step. Um, Jesus said, follow me. And the whole of the Christian life is a journey to follow after Jesus, and that's a big deal. And you might think, how do I follow Jesus? Well, with one step. We believe that God has called our church to do big things, as he does every local congregation, and that in recent months, as we've even talked about that, he's taken our eyes even beyond us, a a regional vision, what God would do far beyond our walls and beyond our capability. And we look at that and we say, gosh, um, God gives us a thousand mile vision. How do we get there? And the answer is with one step. This coming year, this is going to be our theme for the year, one step. It's going to be a thread that you'll see throughout the year. Just like a school, a lot of times schools have an academic theme for the year. They pick a kind of a theme. Uh, Our church is going to have a theme for the next 12 months, one step. It's going to be a focus on spiritual growth and depth and maturity. And out of that, our goal is that every member, all each of you, would take one significant step in spiritual maturity this year. That is our prayer and our goal, that together we would all take one step in spiritual maturity. So the question that we're going to keep asking is, what is your step? What step are you going to take? It might look different from person to person. This has arisen out of conversation, and I'd say the last seven or eight months as a church Leadership forums with our leadership, with some of you have participated in. We heard from our people that we're excited about the big things God calls us to do. But at the same time, many of us feel like we need greater confidence in our faith to deepen a little bit so that we can be sent. Um, and so that this focus, this season, I believe God is calling us to a season of, of depth and, and digging deeper in spiritual maturity for more dynamic sending that he would have for us. And so today, my goal for you today is, is simple. I just want you to determine to take a step in spiritual maturity this coming year. I don't, you, you can't take the step today. You're not ready. You don't even have to know what the one significant step you're going to take in your faith life will be. You don't have to know that today. That's what this coming year is about. But today, I just want you to determine to take that step, to be open to discover what that step is. (laughs) Excuse me. I have a dear friend named Mark, and Mark has a nephew named Aiden, and Aiden has a rare genetic disorder called Dannon disease. And Dannon affects the heart and the muscles in the body. For a male with Dannon disease, the life expectancy is age 19, Aiden is, uh, is nine, and you can see that candle in his hand. He's nine, but he looks like he's a toddler. 
He's about the size of a toddler. Um, he hasn't grown. He's unable to really grow much more. He still wears a diaper. He's largely nonverbal. He can walk but has some mobility issues, but he's pure joy. I mean, just look at the picture. You, just, you cannot help but be happy when you're around Aiden. Now, Aiden and his parents pray for a cure for Dannon disease. There is not currently a cure or a treatment for it. They wish he could take more steps. They celebrate every milestone and every new step that he takes. They have a party because it's a big deal. But the fact of the matter is, Dannon disease is a disorder. Aiden was meant to grow. God built our bodies to grow, that we wouldn't stay a toddler forever, but that we would grow. So what Aiden has is a, it's a disorder. It's not natural. It's a wicked disease. Aiden wishes he could grow. In the same way, spiritual apathy or atrophy is a disorder. God built you to grow in faith. Babies are cute, and God has, his eye, has had his eye on you since infancy, but he doesn't intend for you to stay an infant or toddler forever. He wants you to grow in your faith, to stretch. He built you for that. That by the power of the Holy Spirit working on you, you wouldn't stay a spiritual toddler, that you would grow. So the question today is, are you growing? Especially if you're a young adult or an older adult. This is for everybody. You're never, you're never fully grown in Christ. We're all growing every day of our lives in Jesus. So are you growing or have you put that off? Have you said, I've done enough growing? I'm good. You might say, well, Pastor Jeff, I... Why should I take one step this year? This thing that you're talking about, why should I do that? Um, I don't have time to squeeze one more thing in my life. This sounds like I have to do something, and I don't think I have the time or the energy to do it. My life is crammed already. Or you might say, Pastor Jeff, I don't know if I can take one step this year. I don't know why you'd want me to do this. I've been a Christian my whole life. I've been a Lutheran my whole life. I've gone to Christian school. I go to Bible study. I go to church. I'm good. What else do I have to do? Or maybe you're thinking, Pastor Jeff, I don't want to take one step. Isn't this Christian life all about grace? You're talking about law, like you're wanting me to do something. Isn't that contrary to God's grace? I'm going to give you three reasons today why I believe God is calling you to take one step this year. Three reasons. The first is this. One step will deepen your roots. One step, will, and you need depth in your life. Psalm 1, we read earlier, this is verse 3, if you'd read with me. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. Every tree or plant needs a depth below it. What happens when a storm comes and there's wind blowing it around? What happens when a drought comes? How will the, the tree stand? What will happen? Well, there's got to be 
roots below. So when you look above the soil, you see the tree and the bark and you see the green leaves and fruit, but you know if you see that, you know underneath it is a depth of a root system reaching down into the ground, gripping soil, reaching water. And only because of that is the tree healthy above the ground, what you see with your eyes. And God knows you need, you need depth, you need roots that nobody else sees, but you have a source. And the evidence of it is in your life. And when people see you, they'll know there's, there's roots underneath. There's a widow in our congregation who lost her husband in this past year after many years. And when your life is so intertwined over years, when you lose that person, it turns your life upside down. Some of you have maybe lost a spouse or a loved one. And it's those times in life that you see somebody's roots in tragedy, in grief, in loss, pain, change. When those things happen, that's when you see somebody's roots. And maybe yourself, when that happens to you, you can see your roots. What happens when the wind blows hard or there's drought? Roots become visible. So this widow in our congregation, she, she wrote a check to our church, a special gift in memory of her husband. And she sent it to me with a, with a note. And in the note, she wrote, just re- really short, all she said was, here's a gift to God. It's not much, but God will do big things with it. It was a short statement, but deep roots. Just a few words, but a big faith. That this woman has deep roots roots in her Lord, deep faith under the surface. Psalm 1 is about that, that the righteous man or woman would be like a tree planted by streams of water, that you've got a source, you've got nourishment underneath, and it doesn't matter when the wind comes, when drought comes, and maybe you've got drought right now, but you've got a source under the ground. Dig deep, your roots grow out to hold you in the ground, to hold you firm. You need to take one step this year. One step because you need deepened roots. Second, why take one step this year? Second reason, you need to take one step because your one step will influence others. Your one step isn't just about you, it's about other people too. Paul in 2 Corinthians 10, if you'd read with me. Our hope, our sphere of activity among you will greatly expand so that we can preach the gospel in the regions beyond you. Paul's hope is for faith to grow. He says, our hope is that your faith will grow. Why? So that you can better yourself? No. So that you can uh, have a time of enrichment? No. So that you can build your spiritual resume? No. Paul says, our hope is that your faith continues to grow so that the gospel will expand, so that it goes out in regions beyond you. Paul wanted the Corinthian church to grow in faith 
so that the gospel would grow globally, that it would go beyond them. Paul wanted strong churches in Corinth and in uh, Ephesus and Thessalonica. Paul wanted a strong church in Rome so that there would be a worldwide movement of the gospel so that their strength, their growth in the Lord was good for a bigger mission. And so your one step, your growth, your spiritual maturity is not just about you. It's bigger than you. And your one step might be about someone else. It might influence someone else. It's not all about you. So a member of our church named Joe, and Joe worships at our Reliant campus in Midtown. And he made us, he took a step about seven months ago. He recognized, and now we, we've, we've seen the five-year anniversary of the events in Ferguson. And he recognized that, that we have issues in the place in which we live. And he, he felt convicted that Christians should take the first step to cross some of those boundaries of, of race and geography and, and uh, socioeconomic status. He just felt convicted by that. Joe is white. And so what he decided to do was just worship at a black church. And so he started worshiping every Sunday at one of our partner churches, Bethlehem Lutheran Church in North City. And every Sunday, he goes there. Now, he's not going just, he, he doesn't want to be a hero. He's not there to fix anything. He's just going to learn and to grow and to see what, what God might be up to and maybe where God will lead that. And so he just goes. And he goes to encourage black brothers and black sisters in Christ. And he goes just to be a part of them. And he's there this Sunday at this very hour. He's at Bethlehem Lutheran Church on Salisbury Street because he believes that it's bigger than him and that his one step is for someone else. It was a big step. It was a courageous one to, to take, meet people he doesn't know, cross boundaries. But that one step is so that the gospel reaches regions beyond you regions beyond you. So your one step is bigger than you. Your growth, your maturity uh, will bless other people beyond you. Uh, you have to do some muscle building, so to speak, spiritual muscle building, so that you can carry others on your back. They need you. There are people that need you. And so your one step will influence others. Third, why I believe God wants you to take one step in this coming year. Third, your one step will change you. It will change you. So look out. Be careful. Because if, if you're going to take a step, if you're going to walk with God, he's going to do something. It might surprise you. It might scare you. So be ready. It'll change you. Jesus says in Mark chapter 4, if you'd read with me, this is what the kingdom of God is like. Man scatters seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up. The seed sprouts and grows, though he does not know how. All by itself, the soil produces grain. When you plant a seed in the ground, it just starts growing, usually. Uh, you might water it or give 
uh, fertilizer to it, but it starts to grow. You might walk away. You plant it, you walk away, you come back the next day, it grows, it's a little bigger, and it's a little bigger, and a little bigger, and you have nothing to do with it. You didn't make that seed sprout. You didn't make it do that. It does it by itself, and that's what Jesus means. Uh, It sprouts, it grows. The one who sows it, he doesn't know how. I have no idea how it actually works. I know it needs water and sunlight, but it just does it all by itself. The soil produces grain. And Jesus is saying, the kingdom of God is like this too. It looks really little, but it has a big impact. The kingdom of God is like this. It's a seed planted. Maybe you don't notice it, but it starts growing. And God starts doing stuff. And you don't even know how or what's going to happen. But God works this way. His word works this way. When his word is planted in you, it starts doing stuff. God is working on you right now. Maybe you don't like it. Maybe it's uncomfortable, but he's messing with you. When you hear his word, it's going to start doing stuff to you. And you don't know how, and you don't know what it's doing. But trust me, we believe God's word accomplishes the purpose that he sends it for. And it does stuff. I was talking with somebody last week who she had noticed a a faith journey that a few years ago she was real distant from God. She was really focused on herself, um, obsessed about her, her success and her career and what she wanted. But now it's three or four years later and she's reconnected with God. She's in worship most Sundays. She prays with her husband every day she started doing devotions with her kids. And she was telling me this, and I said, well, how did that happen? How did you, you were here, and now you're here, and your life is different now, and it's better. What, what happened? And she kind of had an interesting response. She said, I don't know. I don't know. Like what Jesus said, don't know how. She just said, God's word changed me. I listened to Jesus' words, and I'm different. And that's a very honest response, and that's what we believe. It doesn't mean that you have to have a big, like, conversion moment or a mountaintop experience. Sometimes God works through that. But we know he works through his word when it just, it hits you and it just works on you. And sometimes over a long period of time, it just sprouts and grows. And pretty soon you don't know what's going on, and it's, it's doing something in you, and your life is changing. Jesus says, that's what the kingdom of God is like, and you have the kingdom of God in you. And God is working on you. His Holy Spirit is shaping and fashioning you, forming you. When you're baptized, a seed is planted in you, and that's meant to grow. It's not meant to stay a seed. It's going to keep growing. Now, you might push against it, and maybe you've pushed against it, and maybe you are right now. And if you're pushing against it, you're going to feel God push back. So get ready. Or maybe you're, you're putting boundaries around God, trying to limit him. Or I think of the image of a potted plant. You're meant to grow, but now your roots are getting too big for the pot. But you like the pot because it's comfortable and you can kind of keep God boxed in. But he's pushing you out and he's growing you. But you really need to be transplanted to new soil. But you don't want to be because that's change and because that will be uncomfortable. And so you're resisting. You just want to stay in the pot. But God is saying, no, the kingdom of God is like a seed planted. It's going to grow. It's going to do its thing. So get ready. And maybe today you're trying to resist it. God will change you. That's what his word does. And when you take one step in that, when you grow with him, 
by his grace, you're going to notice change. I believe that God is calling you to take one significant step in spiritual maturity this year. I believe that God is calling us together as a church to to walk with each other and take that step. What will it be? Now, just to be clear, I, I just want to be very clear at the outset. This one step, it's not a program. Um, it's not a way that you're trying to earn, um, earn God's favor, get him to like you. That's not the point. He already loves you. He proved it in blood. This is a response to that. You can't, God doesn't care about your accomplishments or your trophies or your spiritual resume. He doesn't care about that. All he wants is you. He just wants you, and he wants to call you child. And he claims you as your own and calls you son or daughter. That's all. He just wants you, and he wants his children to grow. Babies are cute. You were really cute when you were a baby, but he doesn't want you to stay there. He wants you to grow, and he's got dreams for you, and he wants you to grow into the man or the woman that he's always desired for you to be in Christ. And he's calling you today to grow. Just start with one step, deepen in spiritual maturity. He's calling you to grow. Even when you've walked away from him, uh, your steps and my steps tend to be away from him and to turn our backs on him. But when we do that, his steps chase after us. When everybody else left you, he still went after you. When nobody else would be around you, he still took steps toward you. Steps up to Calvary and to the cross for you to show the depth of his love so that you would know that nothing will separate you, so that you would know that he desires you as his child that much that he would spill blood for you. That's the reason we take one step. Not because we have to. You don't have to take one step. You get to. Because he's done everything for you. Now you, you get to. You get to walk with him. Jesus said, follow me. Now you get to do that. And see what life is like. Deepen your roots. Influence others. See yourself changed as you take step after step after step, right at the heels of Jesus. Your pastor needs to take a step in spiritual maturity this year. And I'm praying to God about that. What, what do you want me to do, God? What, show me my deficiencies and my weak spots. He would show me one step. Are you in? I'm in. Are you Our leaders of our church are in. On Tuesday, we had 60 leaders in our church uh, gathered here to talk about their one step. We walked through a a thing we've developed called the profile. It's kind of like an annual spiritual physical, like you go to the doctor for a checkup. We've developed a profile just to kind of walk through and kind of help you reflect and think about your own life with Christ right now and what step you might take in the future. And we'll tell you about that later. You'll have a chance to take the profile too. But we did that with 60 of our leaders this last Tuesday because they want to take one step. Are you in with them? 
We have children who are taking one step. We gave Bibles away this morning to two-year-olds and kindergartners, second graders and fifth graders. Those are milestone markers because they're going to take a step. We have 92-year-olds taking a step this year. Will you join them? Will you join us and take a step? One step. What will yours be in this coming year? We're going to explore that. Now you might say, okay, Pastor Jeff, maybe. Maybe, but I don't know if I have the time or the energy. I don't know if I have the ability to do this. I'm, not, I'm pretty weak. I'm not, a, I'm not a super saint. I don't know if, they have, if I have the ability to do this. I want to leave you today with a picture of a young man uh, with some disabilities. And I want you to have this image that you'll see in just a minute, image of him uh, determining to take a step. In fact, he took a leap. Uh, this is at, a, at a, a summer program for kids with disabilities, working physically all summer. And this man comes. He has no arms, this young man. And he takes, he's determined to take one step, even a leap. And I want you to have this picture in your head of one step. Thank you again for listening to the sermon from Christ Memorial. If you happen to be in St. Louis or live in St. Louis, we would love to meet you and have you join us for worship on Sunday. We are located in South County, St. Louis at 5252 South Lindbergh. We also have a city site called Reliant that is located on the St. Louis University Medical Campus in Crave Coffee House. You can find all of our worship times and information at cmstl.org or reliantchurch.org. Hope you have a good day, and remember, you are loved by God deeply through His Son, Jesus Christ, and you are sent with great purpose wherever you go. Have a good day.